Hey everyone, I'm Kari. Hello everyone, I am Bree. And this is CSI Talk. Sorry, if you're listening to the background, it's currently raining. It's it's heavy raining today. So it's Saturday on from the Holy Week. So well, for those of us who are not very religious, the day before Easter. Yeah, it's the day before Easter, so it's been raining a lot. And so yeah, that that is what you're hearing. That's rain. No, okay, no. no. What are we talking about today? We're talking about Nick Stokes, or otherwise known as Nicholas Stokes. Nicholas Stokes. There's a lot to talk about this character. He was born in Texas to from a lawyer father. Yeah, we don't know why his mom does, but we do know that he has a lot of sisters. Yep, no. He grew up with a lot of sisters. We don't know if he ever had a brother. We don't think he did because he considered Greg his little brother. But the time he, he, he did have a brother. Yeah, I think so. Well, anyway, by the time we met him, he's already been on Christmas Eve for a while. The same thing with Warwick and Catherine. But see, uh, he's technically Grizz, not Grizzly's team right now. Technically, it's Brass's team when we first meet him. Yeah, technically it's Brass's team. By the time we met Nick, he was already on Brass's team. And uh, he's about to start his 300k. Yeah. And if me and Warwick, they were fighting. Promotion. Yeah, you know what? I love Nick. I do. He is one of my favorite characters in the CSI franchise. But one thing that I do have to call out Nick on. It's the fact that he knew that Ward had batting problems. Okay, but not in the first episode. Yeah. Yeah, come to think of that, I don't know if he didn't know that or not. I don't know if Ward made that clear to him or not. Ward didn't think he had a problem yet. He didn't. He, it was later on the episode, and, and the only one who knew about it by the end of the episode was Grissom. And that's what I mean by that first episode is after after a couple episodes. Yeah, but that's one of the things that I will call Nicole was is the fact that he will bad willing more contains and Ward has a banning problem. He was a gambling problem that at that point only Russell knew about. So yeah. The first things that we see Nick working on is how the sex worker is drugging the clients and then robbing them. And we have a 20 second scene with Greg that was enough for us to fall in love with him. We broke this in down two weeks ago on the episodes that we, or the episode that he broke down the relationship between Greg and Sierra. We can't leave the episode down below. 
for you guys to listen to if you have anybody. And then Nick actually managed to become CSI level right? Yes, he finished his 300 case to become a level 3 CSI. And now, now apparently you have to take a test to become a CSI level 3. Not a simply 300. better that way? Yeah. Because we're seeing this because according to CSI Vegas, Allie was starting to take her test to become a CSI level 3. You know, maybe Nick already took the test. He was just waiting to finish so amount of cases. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we do know that if he was gonna go for a promotion on later seasons, and that Sarah was just like right there with with him, well, in the end, like Bristol would pick him as yes or fans would kind of be mad about it. But if you actually think about it, I think Bristol would pick Nick because Nick was the best student he had. Regardless of what, what, regardless of his feelings about Sarah. Well, so right at the bat, we can see that Nick had a strong relationship with Ward. But if you guys didn't know, in, this, in the pilot episode, he and Cassin actually were supposed to kiss. I think they actually shot the scene, but in the end, they put the scene and the scene out. They did know. the scene, I've seen it. They, they cut the scene off in. Maybe it's on DVD if you have a DVD, you can watch it's it. It's not on the DVDs, it's on YouTube. Yeah, so it's on YouTube, yeah, Green Milk one. I've never seen that scene because I don't... I don't see them together. I don't, I mean, we've never seen Nick Luke with romantic partners. I mean, we've with her that he had girlfriends. And, and he was with a player at times. Well, he did take that maybe to... Or as exhibition ones. When he was somebody else. Yeah, but it did turn down to be a crime scene. Well, anyway, so on this first season, there is an episode though. Well, there first season. I don't know. I don't know the number, the name of the episode. The brief probably knows after I describe the scene. But they do find a dead body buried in the house foundation. And they ended up, Bristol is in the case with Nick. I don't know, I can't remember what the end cases were. And they, Nick and Nick. I just remember the guest star from the episode. Yeah, Nick and Grayson, they are at the house. And they actually solved the case on the house. And then actually the only time we ever seen Grayson holding a gun. On the six, 16 seasons of CSI, we have never seen Grissom holding a gun, except for that one episode. He had a gun to protect Nick. And they cried, and I think that's the first time we see him cry. And that just broke me hard. But as we would know, it's not going to be the first time that Nick Stokes fans would crying over him. Well, Nick and Sarah, they became friends and pretty instantly, pretty instantly, yeah, but like Sarah became like a, a sister to him, which I absolutely love because Nick grew up with sisters. So she 
he will know how to respect a woman. We love someone. We love a man who knows how to respect a woman. We love that. And he tries to set her up with one of his buddies. All the time. So, Nick took Greg under his wing. Because he realized that Greg wanted to become a CSI. And he actually was the first one to nickname Greg. Grego. And I actually really love that. And also, he was the first one to take Greg out into the field. Yeah. I love that. Because, like, yeah, when Greg first approached Grissom to become a CSI, some was a little... I mean, he was glad because, I mean, one thing about the lab is there are always other staffs. So, Grissom was glad that they had somebody else on the team. But, the thing is, they needed... Greg needed the experience, and Nick was the one who was actually willing to get that to him. Which is something that a big brother would do to a little brother. But in the end, it was work that actually taught him, like, the kind of like the waiting, taught him, like, oh, do you need to have a scare kid? Inside the car at all times. You need to make sure you always stocked correctly. Yeah, like a change of clothes, all that, you know. But let's get back to Nikki. Okay, so guys, Nick had a supper, okay, before Joe Gilbert from you. Between this, like, really phenomenon, the Netflix, Nick had a soccer. In, so, in every show, crime show, this one person gets a stalker. It's a common crime show trope. Yeah. So it actually sounded simple, like, Nick didn't even realize what was happening, okay? It was a case that this woman, he, she had a stalker. And stalking wasn't a crime until it became so dangerous. Yeah. Well, guys, stalking was something that always happened. Stalking was, is something that has always happened, but it wasn't always a crime until, until it actually became a law. And it passed and it became a current. But unfortunately, it's not a crime in all countries, okay? He's talking like all lands, so okay, it's not a crime. So, well, so it MCSI, it actually, this whole thing with Nick having a stalker and actually started with the case of a woman being stopped. Was like there was a guy, a roommate, inside her apartment, and she ended up being killed. And the CSI, fortunately, they ended up solving the case, but the thing is, Nick, he gets attacked mid-case because he's actually the one that found out that the guy was living with the victim, right? Yes. And, and he out because he gets an email with a picture of a girl with dyed hair and over a toilet. He finds out that is that happened to his prom date. So, of course, he contacts the person he went to prom with and she's happily married with a couple. And he's thinking that that is suspicious, but 
you know, he's not really connecting the dots. And then he gets pushed through a window. He falls, I don't know. So much. But I mean, he gets, he gets thrown through a window at least eight, see, at least eight, eight, eight feet, it looks like. And be yeah, gotta be at least eight feet, yeah. So everyone is worried. Sarah is ready to throw some hands, you know. Sarah and Warwick are ready to throw some hands, and they leave Nick at his place, and they go back to the lab, you know, to try and work it out what is going on until they realize what is actually going on. So Nick has actually Nick actually realized it worked out in his house. The guy that he hired to have some TV channels installed for him. You know, he was friendly. He gave the guy some beer, some things. And he was actually really nice, really friendly with the guy. And the guy was like, oh, let me put some some three channels for you. And that. The guy was actually pretty obsessed with Nate. And, and one thing about Sato is that if the obsessed, if the person that they obsess over do not correspond to their expectations. They're gonna end up silly the person. And if he was really about to kill Nick until Brad shows up and saves Nick. We thought we were done with Nick getting traumatized, but no. Not even close. My boy was let's skip for that forehead. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, was he getting my boys was my boy was still traumatized. Yeah, because no no so before before what we're gonna talk about in a few minutes, but the girl he was seeing with the formal sex worker, Christy, was murdered. Yeah. And yeah. it was and by him. Yeah, I believe it was ready to blame him for it because Nick has been a night with her. Nick actually was attracted to her. He really liked her and he wanted to eventually start a relationship with her. Who knows? Maybe he could have started a relationship with her, you know? And the thing is, she was killed by her ex-boyfriend who was very abusive. Not ex-boyfriend, ex-handler. Yes, handler. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But Nick's DNA was all over her house, and Eckley was actually ready to blame him, blame Nick for everything. But it wasn't him because Hashman was able to prove that it wasn't Nick who killed, who killed her. And so, okay, but my boy, he was still against suicide, though, you know. He was still doing his work. And he applies for the key to keep a session. Yeah. It, it is invisible evidence, right? 
Well, he'd tell Sarah, if your boss tells you to go wash your car, you go do that. No, Nick. No. If my, if my boss told me, go wash my car, I would tell him. Hey, here's my resignation letter. Goodbye. Good luck. <laughs> you know. I did not realize <laughs> I, I did. Oh my god! <laughs> Unintentional. Oh my god! Okay, so yeah. My boss. Okay, but if, if but okay, so we know that in this episode, Nathan said they are both completely over the same position in the life, and in the end, we find out that Grissom chose Nick. And Sarah. And then, by the we never really saw now why. I was thinking about this today. We never really saw now why until much later. If you think about it, on the last case, then Bristol worked with the original team, not not with Sarah, but when he took Nick and Paul out for breakfast. You know, if he actually. Saw that Nick was best suited for the position because Nick was the best leader he ever had. He was better equipped to deal with things. That's another, you know, Nick, he actually got. He was able to compartmentalize. Yeah, in the future, Nick would get off their position to be the head of the lab in San Diego. And Sarah would eventually. Yeah, offered the position of lab, lab director. Not long, yeah. long, not long after Nick, but his offer. That is my guy, I'm sorry. And then when Nick, when Nick gets chosen, and he celebrates with Ward and Sarah, but then he finds out that the money that was supposed to be invested on him is actually it's going to Greg becoming the CSI because they could only do it either promote Nick have Greg be CSI. Yeah, it looks like Nick was pissed about it. He did seem unhappy. Well, I mean, he wanted more money. Yeah, I mean, more money though is walking, but I mean, but with how he threw the letter, he was more than unhappy. Yeah, I mean, but it was Brad we were talking about. I mean, it's his little brother. I'm sure he was happy that Grissom finally gave in and decided to train Greg as a new CSI. But I'm pretty sure he was upset that the lab only had money to either promote Nick or train a new CSI, as the lab is always understaffed, of course. You're going to trade in your CSI. Well, so that's when the team gets invited. Yeah. Nick, Wolf, Catherine, Sophia, Sarah, Greg, Brisson. Nick and Warren. That's really bet on almost every case. Yeah. They are working on their care friend. And, but actually, Greg 
helps them with cases too because Rag needed the hour that we to to do. And it's really great. I mean, the, his relationship with Warren actually got, I mean, they were close before, but now they get even, even closer. You know, especially with Catherine, because like, Sometimes we would get to Catherine with the voice and questions, and then Catherine would be like, I'm not wrestling. You don't get to do this anymore. And and then they feel like, oh, okay, I'm sorry, boss. You know, his relationship with Catherine changes a bit, but they still get close. And then with the flip of a coin, everything changes. After Greg was assigned, okay. And after they kind of tricked Greg to go get into office, making look like he failed his proficiency exam. Yeah. So. Nikki gets kidnapped. It's just when we meet his mother and father. Yeah, so here's the deal. I think I don't think we have a book now. Great danger. We will end up You're playing on. We never did. We're going to break down Greg Lander in detail in the future, but a call came in about what seemed to be human remains. Call came in about what seems to be human remains left to the ground. And then Nick and Ward flip a coin. And then Nick was like, yeah, let me do it. I'll do it. And he goes and he gets kidnapped. Since it's Nick, the one who gets kidnapped. Everyone decides to warp the cave. Sarah is eventually the one who connects everything, connects the dogs. Okay. Like, I see, see stuff about ants and, well, let's not get Well, I mean, we all know why she knows a lot more stuff about ants, but she ends up finding it. And let me just put it right here. What Paula Newsom said on the Twilight Fest, you know, when CSI Vegas was about to came out, because this is one of my thoughts about what happened on that episode. Is that one that Quentin Tarantino, where brother was in the box with the ants on him? That was not right. <laughs> that was not right. That was not okay. Were you yelling like, that at the TV? And we're back. So everything that Paula Newsom said, I agree with her. I agree with her. Okay. But one thing that and I remember right now that I think Anthony Dyker he said that on on that same interview that the, even though the episode was like by far the longest episode that CSI had done at that time, directed by my birthday buddy Quentin Tarantino, he was actually he was at the top of the ratings at that point. You know, like everyone had watched that episode. I remember when I got to that episode, and I was like, "This is like what? This is so long. Is that actually a CSI episode?" And then watched the whole thing, and I was like, Hey, Charlotte, twice my boy. I remember the first time I watched it, it was on a channel that no longer exists Spike TV. My God. 
we'll call on you some sin. Describes whatever scenario where they watched Crave Danger. Because that was really unfair. And to think that, to say that Nick knew a lot of stuff about bugs. And probably about ants at that point. And because of Grissom. And later, he actually is kind of afraid of them. Because of what he been through. And on the next season, because the Grave Danger is the season finale, and after Grissom tells Grissom Ethley that he wants his scene back, and Ethley's like, I'm going to make some calls because he knows he can no longer keep the same applause. And then we go to my favorite era of CSI. Love that. Season 7. Right? Season oh, 7. Season 6. Season no, 6. Season 6. Season 7. I love. I really like Season 6. It has a really special place in my heart. But Season 7 is my fave. We go to Season 7. And we. Uh, to Season 6. And we see that. That Nate. Has. PTSS. Now it's PTSS. And now PTSD. He is, is struggling. With what he's been through. And we know now that work got married. Yep. Oh, okay. Um, there's a scene on on that I I think is the very first episode of season six that a bug lands on Nick and he just stands still for a moment. Because he doesn't know what to do. And to think that seasons later, he would be the go-to guy about bugs. A little more than a few seasons. Yeah. And then on the episode that... So in season six, if you guys can remember, there's an episode that they have to find this little girl that's been thin now. And gumdrops. And Nick really believes that the little girl is alive because of the package of gumdrops that she's leaving behind, which is the same type of gum that Nick used to stay alive when he was buried alive. But Sarah tells him that on their line of work, they have to recover bodies and not rescue someone. But Nick really thinks that she is alive. And they actually slayed her. And Nick is the one who rescues her. Which is something that I'm really saying that helped him with his trauma. And... A few episodes before, when they had to go onto this bunker because they were dealing with a cold cave, he almost didn't get in because it was an underground bunker. He ended up going, but he almost didn't. So my boy was pretty wish. Sure was nice. He he was really, really. Really traumatized. Well, 
So Stephen Savile is what I like to call the golden era, the golden era of CSI, because this is my favorite season. It's well, let's not want. get into the main reason why it's a favorite season. Yeah, but the thing is, the whole team is together, you know, everyone is working, everything is working out perfectly. The thing is, Nick Vessel have a single clue that Grissom and Sarah are together. I can tell that he's dating Grissom is dating somebody because he's lost a few. Yeah, in an episode that is actually centric again around Catherine trying to find even Las Vegas is the title of the episode. Yeah, she is trying part of the movie. Yeah, she's trying to she's trying to find clues about this case about this guy that he had gone on a murder spree, and she takes Nick with her. And then they were talking about Grissom, and, and then Nick is like, oh, maybe he got himself a girlfriend, because there's lots of both. And, and he was right. And, and, I love, and I love how, how Nick, in that episode, he actually showed that he was Captain Ride or Die. He, he was the Captain's Ride or Die. Yeah. That's how, I mean, that's how we all know that in the future, he would be, I know we all, that's how we know that in the future, he would be picked as her, as her second in command. Well, okay, it might have been Warwick, but Warwick was not, Warwick was gone. Yes, no word. But it been no second in command? Yeah, that's an interesting question, though, because... By the season they see and he finds out who corrupted Trump corrupted the the institution that they worked for is I don't think he would have taken the position. But he believed, but he probably would believe after McKean was locked up, it was not Mongo corrupted. That's what everybody else thought. Well let's not get into that part yet. Yeah, there's a part of that that I'm that it's gonna be a really big talk about, but yeah, we'll probably need to talk about this later. Well, so on season seven, as we all know, they are dealing with a serial killing case, not the miniature killer, and the whole team is on the case. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes the whole team's on the case, and well. The last victim of the major killer is Sarah. And it's, in, the, in the episode Indie Happy, Nick and Sarah are walking to area that that's part of the branch. And Sarah sends Nick out while she quotes Longfellow. Yeah, she does. She does, Well, so on the season finale of season seven, Nick finds out that person said well, which is... everybody finds it. Well, everybody finds out, but Nick was probably like, "Why am I the old? Why am I always the last one to find out?" Which she really said to cap it all. Well, I don't think anybody knew, but anyways, that actually motivates him to try and find. More clues. I do remember reading the fiction that, like, only like Nick and Sarah bonded over the fact that both of them have been taken. Like, it's like this one thing that both of them 
put bond, like one of the many things that even put bond over was that, you know, that's why Nick understood why Sarah was acting in her own season eight and nobody else understood why Nick would give her space because he understood what she was going through. But and why he kind of respected Grissom a little bit more when she loved than some of the others. Because, like, you know, when after Greg Danger, Nick had a support system. Nick had a had his family back from is, is it biological family and found family? Yeah. Sarah didn't have... Sarah has her mother, but her mother was locked up. She only had Grissom who knew about her past, but, you know, she couldn't open up to him a lot about that because Grissom is not the most emotionally caring guy that we know. He probably... And, did not need to how to deal with emotions. Yeah, I mean, she could have gone to Brad's, but I don't know up to a point, you know, how she could have talked to them about it. And I think if Sarah didn't have a support system, otherwise Nick had it. You know, and maybe and that's... Is more okay with talking about things? Sarah isn't. Yeah. I think when season A rolls around, Nick is the only one that actually understands what she's going through. And I actually thought about it. And Nick is the only one who actually understands everything and doesn't push her, doesn't pressure her to talk about things like Grissom would do it. When he and Sarah are working the case, when Hannah shows up again and they are working the case again right. to try and nail her again, he works with her. And I think he kind of has a feeling that is the last time he's working with her for now. But he doesn't even pressure her to tell her anything that she doesn't want, which is a great type of friendship. It's not like when Grissom goes, because Sarah leaves an interrogation room, and Grissom goes straight after her to try and pressure her to talk to him. Like, that's, that, that's really not how you do it. And then Sarah leaves. And Greg is acting on Grissom. Worry, but going crazy with the department. Catherine is just. The team is falling apart. Grissom is falling apart. Grissom is falling apart. Every day is only important, and Nick is just trying to do his work. <laughs> that was Catherine. Yeah. Nick is just trying to do her work, too. I mean, I think the only stable people, the only two stable, the only three stable people in that lab were, were Catherine, Hodges, and Nick. Yep. Why? Well, Hodges being stable, where right? I'd be creating a board game that's like me, but. He pretends to drown Wendy, the Wendy's figurine, in a cup of water. That's stable. Well, that's because it was better. And he names his character after a form of cancer. Well, there was a very funny episode, especially the commentary. Well, so. I don't know why Nick didn't try and talk to Warwick about what, what was happening to him. Warwick was not... Warwick was not perceptive to anybody talking to him then. 
Yeah, his notch was falling apart, but I don't know. I mean, they could have tried to talk to him, though. Chris tried to talk to him, but he ignored him. Wow, he's not the most emotionally open guy. But he was trying to for work, and work was not perceptive. Well, so work gets frames for murder. They, they jump on it right away to clear him. Yeah, because the team was been separating at the point. And so the team comes back together to work his case and try and save him. And they manage to do it. But that would be the last lies. Because tragically, Warwick would die, but he would be killed by McCain. And on the next episode, my first Nick, episode, yes, Nick almost kills McCain, and I was rooting for him. You know, I should probably put the tire banks of me right here. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. I was running for Nick, you know, I wanted him to kill the team. But he didn't. Because he has a good heart. He has a good heart, he didn't kill the team. That's okay. I mean, that just proves he's the bigger man. Okay, well, whatever. So there is McKean because McKean killed Warwick and he gets the left sentence and whatever. So they go back. They... Nick, if Nick gets tired after, so Sarah comes back, then leaves. We get Riley. Nick is tired of Riley and Greg's farting. Quite quickly. Yeah. But Nick becomes friends with Riley. I mean, I love that. I really do. Because he's he... Friends. Everybody who joins the team. That's really good, actually. That does just show how good of a person he is. And... Then, the person announces that he's gonna leave. And they... Don't know why he's like me. And uh, Catherine knows. Catherine knows, but Nick doesn't have a clue, of course. He doesn't have a clue. When it comes to okay, when it comes to interpersonal matters, Nick is clueless. Nick is always clueless about everything. And <laughs> except crime. Yeah. So on the very last case that they're working on, we get introduced to Ray and Nick, on the very last case, Nick is like, I really want to do this. I really want to win this one for Grissom. And he does. And then it's, and then Nick takes Grissom for everything he's done, for everything he's taught him. And Grissom is like, you were the best student I ever had, Nick. Which is really good. Which is really sweet. So they ended up nailing Nate Haskell. I mean, they arrest Nate Haskell. Nate Haskell would eventually flee prison, but whatever. And Haskell was already in prison. It was a different killer. At the end of killing. Yeah. They get the guy that was killing, but then they Haskell would flee prank because, well, it's you haven't watched that whole art. Nick becomes assistant supervisor because he sticks up for Catherine Mark and he helps the team become more jointed because the team did become very disjointed because as much as I love Catherine, she was not a good team leader. Catherine was not a good team leader, and Sarah just shows up, and she tells Catherine, well, Grissom had you, so you just needed another you, and 
Before that, she does a baseball analogy. Man, I love baseball. Yeah. Baseball <laughs> season. What the? Uh, because Grayson likes baseball, and now she knows all about baseball because, well. And then Catherine decides to promote Nick, and Nick finally gets that promotion. He was in the fourth season. Or earlier, you know. But a different promotion. It's never a promotion. Nonetheless, it's a promotion. And he has a promotion. Teases Sarah a lot. Well, I mean, they're siblings. But I also teased my siblings a lot. You know, it's a thing, you know, it works. Also, like, when they're they're at a crime scene, and they're sort of like, oh, did you know that another word for, for wood is Transylvania? And Nick is like, Grissom, is that you? Grissom? Gil? Is that you? I don't think he appreciate calling him Gil. Really? After all this time? I'm just going to memorize that. Oh. And the title of the episode was Blood Moon. That episode was really good, by the way. Well, anyways, so... They're good friends with Ray. Yeah. Um, purpose up for Ray. Yeah, and so like that's purpose up for Nick. Yeah. So like Sarah was like trying to solve the case no matter what happened. Yeah, I stick with Sarah. I'm not saying this because she's my favorite character. I'm saying this because she was actually looking for the truth. It's kind of ironic, isn't it? Because one of them died because they wanted to show how corrupted the department is, and then suddenly it's okay if one of them covers for the other. I mean, isn't that corruption? It is. So, Ray leaves, in comes DB. Yeah, and, and Nick, this is the only time we see Nick not mainly be friendly with somebody because he was demoted because of it. Yeah, Nick had been demoted because the new supervisor came in and says Catherine had been demoted. So was Nick. And Nick wasn't really appreciative with, with him. And the whole team was fighting on that episode. Well, that's Sarah. Sarah wasn't fighting with anybody. She was being a class-to-class clown. Yeah, and then DB at the end of the episode just sends a message to all of them. Reference on me. Because Catherine tells Nick, if you can't handle, there's the door. And that will come up in a few minutes. Then we'll come up in a few minutes. Everything settles. Happen leaves. Everything settles. And the shortcut now happens before Nick decides to leave or after. Oh, okay. So they essentially, because they find out that the department is still corrupted. When DB's granddaughter and Finn are kidnapped. DB's daughter, Finn, DB's Finn gets kidnapped. Nick decides to leave after he gets in an argument with Sarah. And he basically says, you, you left without telling anybody. Why can't I? It's like, she left a little. Like, she left under totally different circumstances. Oh, should I say furious? Sorry. She wasn't as furious at the war. She was having a mental breakdown, and he was like just furious. Everybody, he tried to get from him and cop. He was he got caught, drank, drunk, being 
drunk in public, so public intoxication, was thrown in jail, was never answering his phones. So Sarah had to go bail him out. Yeah, like his sister would. Huh? Yeah. Then if I had to drag Nick and Nick's ass out of jail, I'd be like, if I have to do this one more time, one more time, I'm calling Chris. Is that it? Everything falls down between them. Well, I mean, at that time, he didn't know that Sarah was not actually talking to Europe. So, Chris, I mean, but whatever. So they ended up with saving everyone. And then, uh, forget me not, <laughs> we've talked plenty about it. We're going to break down, we're going to break down this episode in a future episode. But Nate, you know, I love Nate. I do. I truly do. But on that one episode, I just couldn't take him. Agreed. And- on the end, on the end of the episode, he was like, "Nobody messes with my sister and leaves to tell the tale." Dude, you were ready to let him fry a few minutes ago. Yeah, you were ready to let him fry him, but then to go, and now you're all like that. Okay, and then on the end of the episode, I was like, "Oh, they're going to apologize." Like the first time that I watched the episode, and I was like, "Oh, they're closing the door because they're going to apologize." No, they're ready to. My information out of her because they wanted to know what was the tea, what what happened between her and Grissom. Dude, time in the place, please. Well, that was the place, but not the time. Well, anyways. So. So, when at 14, Nick becomes basically. He starts to actually really appreciate Anne. Yeah. I think she was kind of at that point. I mean, he took a lot of years to get over his fear of Anne's. It took a lot of years, but he finally did. And they, well, Tim and DB eat some chicken while they're feeding ants the same chicken. Okay. What happened to, oh no, eating the lamb? That that will comes and goes. Seriously, if they're one episode, then they're not the next. They're the next episode, they're not the next. Well, Nick ends up working in a case for this very important guy from San Diego. His daughter is kidnapped in Las Vegas and he finds them and he gets offered a job in San Diego and the supervisor or the lab director lab director for San Diego and he's like what am I going to do and Sarah's like oh you know what Grissom would say and Nick is like say no more teeth <laughs> and he takes a drug and I love that it's like a more public song play in the end I feel bad because I love more public it's okay, I know you all want us to address this. He was supposed to show up in the mortality, but he didn't. And supposedly, we think that he's in San Diego. And he's still there. He's probably solving cases. I don't know if he's trying it around. Maybe so. I don't think he is. So, yeah. I like to think that he's married. 
Maybe yeah. he, maybe Mandy was working at the lab. Yeah, maybe we have to check. And then maybe. they got married. Sorry, I for some reason I really like Nick and Mandy together. Maybe it's because of how they just get along. <laughs> oh Mandy, you came and you win. Oh Mandy. Yeah, I, I, yeah, we have a sack on that. She got transferred to San Diego, and then they he took her out, and then they started, and then they got married, and they, it's a good, it's a good night. Yeah, he was supposed to show up in the retaliation, but then he didn't. But yeah, Let's yeah, this is sort of next soaps. Next week, we're going to be breaking down the next episode of, of San Diego. What's the name of the next episode of San Diego? Fractured. Oh, damn, fractured. Does that have to do with bones? It sounds like it has to do with bones. The seaside team investigates a bomb that denotated during a mass grave party for wealthy investors at the site of a new casino. Mass grave? Yeah, it sounds like bones. Wanted lots of bones. So, yeah, I think Nick and I think Ronnie. I think and and Catherine are going to meet in this episode. Yes, I do. definitely are. Thank you. I already seen pictures. Yeah, and okay, I don't know how. I mean, seems like uh, they joke around a lot from the pictures. Rag is a temporary and nine shift supervisor, but he's gonna be working with with Max's team. And I love that. Okay, he's he's gonna be tired because he's gonna be working two shifts. Okay, be tired, King. I mean, I mean, how can he be tired? He's a vampire, right? He's Cal Taylor's. Can be tired. So that's for this week that I talk to everyone. We love you guys so, Let's so. Go. Stay safe, please. Stay safe. Bye. Bye.